I have found through my research and through my studies that servant leadership is the only one which beautifully balances between results and relationships. So if you look at life itself as that, it makes a huge difference in the way you, uh, you know, you look at this whole concept of have you made others better, bigger, wiser, richer, healthier, wealthier than yourself? And the answer is generally yes, I can do that without feeling insignificant. of Learning Podcast, where your host Jyoti Ji explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host Jyoti Ji. Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to the Stars of Learning Podcast and I'm your host Jyoti Ji. I'm glad and happy that you are joining me today as each episode of my show are sure to accelerate your learning, enhance your capability, connect with these inspiring leaders and keep you well-versed with the disruption or change happening currently and in the future at the learning phase. I also assure you that you will master the best of what people have already figured out. And this is episode number 13 of Stars of Learning podcast. And I'm with Dr. Madana Kumar, the Vice President and Global Head of L&D at UST Global. A passionate professional and leader with more than 35 years of experience. Currently balancing two roles, one in corporate as a Vice President and Global Head uh, of L&D at UST Global and the second one in the Theological Education as a Director. Center for Leadership at South Asia Institute of Advanced Christian Studies. He has also strategically transformed the L&D function at USD and brought in a huge focus on business impact. And his work has got him and the organization many accolades in the L&D field. He speaks at various forums like NHRD, HR Summit, CLO Summit, Association for Training and Development, he holds a PhD in business administration. He has a dual bachelor degree and he also holds an advanced diploma in business administration and certificates on leadership awarded by the Cornell University, USA. And what brings my guest to this show is he has his doctoral work on servant leadership, which Madana has studied this application of servant leadership in Indian NGOs. He has also won multiple awards nationally and internationally. He has also strategically transformed the L&D function at USD and brought in a huge focus on business impact. And his work has got him and the organization many accolades in the L&D field. So friends, in the previous episode, we had such an enlightening discussion on servant leadership. And this conversation has definitely given insight on the concepts, advantages, characteristics and uncovers that it's a way of behaving that you adopt over a longer term which will be more effective style to use in a business situations as our future of our future is servant leadership. And on this episode, we shall explore the legacy of the servant leadership. So friends, if you think serving is below you, 
then leadership is beyond you so get ready friends i'm super excited and privileged to do this interview as i have been inspired listening to dr madana kumar in many of the lnd forums and our guest today will definitely engage you to unlock the potential of being a servant leader dr madana kumar servant leadership evangelist and a teacher talent development strategist global leader for learning who will share amazing practical insights on relevance of servant leadership at larger companies and is it really possible to practice servant leadership and he gives a good nuggets and tips and techniques who is driving this mission and practicing it internally at his company UST Global so put your gaze on friends the future of your future is servant leadership and before we jump in i would like you to take a pause and take a screenshot of this episode and share it as your instagram story or any social media and don't forget to tag me at prajwita knowledge at p r a j v i t a knowledge and if you are a first time listener and tuning into my show please hit the button subscribe so you don't miss the future episode so friends without any further delay let me welcome my guest dr madana kumar who like to be called madana madana once again welcome and i'm so so happy and excited that you are joining me today thank you very much for joining us for today's show thank you jodi it's my pleasure thank you now let's uh, switch to you know madana let my listeners get into know about the context how your company UST has been applying this as a mission because i have seen a lot of your leadership teams video on your company website how each one are driving this mission internally and with passion i can see that energy flowing and that culture shift would not have been an easy sail for you to make that shift and walk the talk kind of a thing so manna in that context you call yourself servant leader evangelist what does that mean to you and why this passion and how did this arise especially on servant leadership well yeah <laughs> i am a servant leadership evangelist and that's the only legacy that i want to leave you know and that is the moniker that i love uh, the most about uh, you know my all my job titles that i have ever held and uh, you know basically what it means is uh, simple um, you know i would really love to see everyone ultimately getting transformed into a into a servant leader from uh, wherever they are on the self serving you know leadership um, continuum right right so so my effort is to try and uh, make this real for people make this applicable and practicable for people and uh, to be able to persuade more and more people to um, accept it and adopt it um, consciously by choosing to become servant leaders that's why i call myself the servant leadership evangelist right and um, you know and and uh, yeah as i said um, my my passion for this uh, of course uh, it has got uh, roots in my faith in uh, in in the christian faith that i follow and uh, and of course uh, based on that uh, what i have seen outside world and uh, what difference it can make to relationships and to and to, you know overall uh, humanity in 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 that matter i personally believe that it can make a huge huge difference to uh, humanity itself 
uh, you know, to quote um, the, my my empirical research that I that I spoke about, you know, earlier in in our discussion. When I looked at uh, the uh, the corporations, I not only found that you know, that when leaders demonstrate uh, certain leadership characteristics, the employees perform well as an employee within the organization. But what I, what I also found is that the employees are uh, you know are likely to be 20% better in uh, becoming what we call as uh, community citizens better community citizens that is they they become they, they go and they go out and become better community citizens they, they they go out and serve the community they desire to do something for the community increases right so mm. so not only we are creating good employees performing employees but we are also creating good citizens and and, and again as i said I mean, what more can we ask for, like a leadership style which not only creates uh, uh, results and relationship within the organization, but also ultimately creates uh, better human beings outside our organization, which improves our nation, which improves the, you know, the world itself. So, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, to me, good enough to, you know, stay as a servant leadership evangelist. Okay. As I'm listening to you, Madhana, I'm actually having a goosebumps. and i'm really glad and thank you that you are sharing it here yeah and moving on to this madana talent is a major component of digital uh, transformation journey and we have to transform talent also to be ready for the digital future right and how do we embrace as an organization you know uh, on the important of designing uh the speed of this change and the effectiveness of this change how did you believe that you know that the servant leadership style is appropriate for uh usd's digital transformation journey yeah thanks jodi for asking that question you see I think it is common sense but let me state it in any case mm. digital transformation is is more about a culture change than about technology adoption right mm-hmm. now technology is of course part of any digital transformation but uh, it is more about the mindset it is more about uh, you know being focused on the user experience uh, it is more about how do we solve problems and pain points for uh, for the for the users because when we when we look at an uber or an airbnb we don't look at the technology that is driving it we talk about how it has resolved a, a pain point of a user right yes right and so 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 digital transformation is all about um, you know identifying pain points of humanity and uh, and and being able to address them and that's how you know if you look at any successful digital organization that's how they would they would have succeeded right right now that comes not by not by a couple of or a handful of people um a handful of people driving the innovation driving the change and driving the uh, the idea generation within the company that happens when every every employee in the organization is equally committed to the to the client equally committed to the customer equally able to understand the the user perspective or the user expectations and things like that what i what i really believed is that you know that and that is what we we really call by agility within the organization that ideas you know don't uh, get uh, lost in the maze of bureaucracy that organizations have right 
And, and then those things can come when we have the servant leadership culture within the organization, when we consider everyone, you know, everyone is engaged, everyone is motivated, and, uh, you know, the, the, the hierarchy really does not matter. When people feel close to the clients, when people feel that they are working for the client rather than working for their manager, right? So those are the times when, you know, the best ideas come, which solves ultimately the customer problems and client problems and user problems. So that's how... You know, I believe that servant leadership is the most appropriate style for USTs or for that matter, any other organization's digital transformation journey. Okay, interesting uh, insight, uh, Madhana. And uh, Madhana, how did you enable for every individual? Because it is not just one, two or the top leaders making uh, the walk the talk kind of a thing, but every individual need to embrace this and scale up and to stay relevant and to be part of this journey. How did this happen? Right. So I cannot claim that we have reached there yet, uh, Jyoti. Um, okay. You know, I think um, we are we are on our way, um, reaching there. And, uh, you know, so we are, what we are doing is we are we are actually rolling it out at four levels. Right. So we are we are rolling it out for individual contributors. Uh, they, they understand the concepts of self-leadership uh, to take advantage of the of the servant leadership culture that we are trying to build. So we are addressing the, 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 the individual contributors that way. And then we are addressing the team leads and managers and senior leaders. And that is our flagship program where we put them through the 360-degree survey. We take them through an immersive workshop. And we then uh, follow with follow up with them various uh, you know knowledge um, knowledge additions and things like that. But most importantly, we work with them or provide mentoring support for them to apply, really create a practice guide as we call it, and convert that practice guide into action so that we can create tangible, articulatable change stories within the organization. And then those change stories become the um, nodal points for further attracting further people and things like that, right? So, uh, so that is uh, you know what we do, what we are what we are planning to do. Of course, for the um, you know senior leadership team and the CXO level teams, we have appropriate interventions also similar to that. Uh, but uh, what we are right now working on is, I mean, this is one program that is, we are driving completely in-house. So we are actually creating champions within the organization. So I am personally driving, you know, let's say uh, X number of uh, workshops, but then obviously that that limits the you know the reach and impact. So we are now in the process of creating champions. We are we are taking them through an immersive uh, three to four day program, uh, you know, blended program with a lot of uh, pre-learning and then a lot of post-workshop experience uh, challenges and stuff like that uh, to help them become champions then who will then drive this implementation drive the trainings and things like that across the organization so it's 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 a sort of a mass movement that we are creating uh, within the within the organization I think that's a great uh, strategy uh, looking at the mid-pyramid and the top one to get that scaling up on this uh, element. So uh, in the process, uh, Madhana, is there an issue in acceptance of servant leadership? Because uh, servant, as we said, it could be a myth for people to accept, especially in the Indian context. How do you engage the direction there? 
I would be actually being unfair if I say that there is no issue. There is, of course, issue because ultimately, you know, um, you know, people get excited about it in a workshop and then they go back and the reality hits in and, you know, they go to meet the numbers and they go to deal with uh, customer escalations and, you know, employee escalations or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, it is easy for them to revert back to their, you know, natural selves and, you know, and then to their old uh, uh, style of functioning and things like that. And that is where, you know, the, the, the follow-through actions come into practice. That is where the champion's role comes into practice, right? So in, mm-hmm. into place. So what we are providing is is an organizational support which will not let the, let the uh, you know, flame go down, if I might use that uh, analogy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to keep, keep the flame burning and, you know, and, and keep uh, reminding them and, you know, and also to tell them that, look, we are there to walk with you through the, this thing. So... Uh, we are not we are not approaching it with a with a short term mindset. We are certainly approaching it with a long term mindset, and we know that you know these type of things cha- takes takes time. So there is there are issues, uh, there is cynicism, there is cynicism, uh, and and people even quote uh, actual examples where they have no way in which they could implement it. So our idea is to you know uh, create those champions and then pick up uh, real cases, work with them to resolve and see how it can be done in a better way and things like that. So it, 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 is, it is a true movement that we are, we, are, we are doing. Yeah, I think it's a continual and an ongoing uh, kind of a movement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, uh, Madana. Now, coming back to USD Global has taken this bold step, right, to adopt servant leadership as its leadership DNA. Uh, how and what is this moment you're pushing to? As I told you, it's a continual journey. How do you enable the leadership buy-in? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the fact that, you know, that you use the term continual journey. Yeah, and that is, that is what it exactly is, right? And um, to be true to uh, the leadership team and to give credit to them, I think the my... Problem. The least problem was to get the leadership buy-in. Frankly, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, you are because, a great influencer. Then, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I think they were able to see the value quite um, quite 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 well, and um, you know, and lend their support uh, to it. And I think there are a couple of things, uh, you know, which which facilitated that. One of them is uh, the uh, the ethos which with uh, our founder. Uh, you know, founded this organization itself, and you know he's he's no more. Uh, it was by the name GMN, and when he founded the organization, he had founded it on the value that look, all of us uh, have got different um, uh, you know roles, and we do different uh, you know things, but uh, we all bring equal amount of value to the organization. So it doesn't matter what hierarchy I'm, I'm in, you know, and then you, you're valued for what you bring. So that, that sort of a culture is what, what he actually started it off with, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, the whole, I mean, I think um, ours is probably a very unique organization who has, who has got a mission statement itself as transforming life. Okay. You know, to, so to go with that mission statement and then marry it with the uh, three values that we have of humanity, humility, and integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the, the the making of servant leadership is already there in the DNA of the organization. So, uh, in a way, all that I needed to do was to uh, pick out those and and you know and then sort of create that synergy from all of them. 
and uh, you know, and, and I'm 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 really blessed with uh, having a real humble, you know, humble leaders in 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 our in our organization who who are, who are really examples of humility, and you know, driving through humility and things like that. So I think I think it, uh, you know, as I said, uh, that was the least part of my uh, struggles to get the leadership buy-in, and I really I should say I'm really blessed. Uh, you know, to have that uh, that set of leadership, that amount of leadership buy-in in the organization. Very true. Definitely, that matters a lot. Madhuna, so I would be interested to know, like on the adaptation part, uh, can you throw some light on the advantages it is bringing uh, to these individuals following servant leadership? Right. So, so yeah. So, you know, obviously that is the question that everyone asks. You know, when I am investing time in this, what will, what will it bring to me and things like that and uh, you know i think the answers are very simple the answers are that you know that i as I, as i already said it can improve your team performance by up to 20% without doing anything else right that in itself mm-hmm. is a huge uh, this thing okay. it will reduce your attrition rates uh, you know there will be less people leaving your team uh, or leaving the organization and it will improve their productivity and uh, more importantly it is going to you know release your time significantly as a leader as an individual because the others feel empowered to take decisions and move along and they would be doing the right things and you know and it will improve your own time to, uh, to to a great extent so that you are able to focus on more strategic things and you know and then go and probably uh, you know meet more clients and get more business or whatever it is so it's overall is going to be better for the for the uh, this thing so that's really the advantages that it brings to the to the leaders okay sure i think uh, madana now the kind of advantages where individual is feeling how is it bringing a value add for the business and hr the reason being you know where the business is looking at result and hr is looking at relationship and we need to blend these two for an outcome <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I actually slightly differ with you on on that statement because I, you know, at least in UST, HR is equally focused on 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 business results um, as relationships. So it is not, uh, you know, business versus HR in a, in our organization because HR. Uh, you know, uh, we call our actually HR partners as business success enablers. Our objective is to, you know, the way we structured our HR itself is employee success enablers and business success enablers. So those are the two key pillars of HR, right? So our, uh, so it is, it is there in our job okay. description and our roles itself to enable, you know, success for F employees as well as of, um, you know, of, of business. And so, it, I think the it, it automatically brings in the moment we say that you no know, that servant leadership is uh, the leadership philosophy that uh, balances between results and relationships. It really brings in that uh, you know that that unity collaboration between business and HR automatically, right? So that's really how you know it is getting done. So uh, the HR team is pretty you know kicked up about uh, about it because it gels so well with many of the other initiatives that we are driving right for example we are changing our performance management system right we we have scrapped our the the bell curve and uh, annual performance uh, reviews and annual goal settings and all that stuff and we have moved into a digitally enabled fast goal setting uh, methodology right where we where the goals are set in a frequent manner and reviewed in a frequent manner than 
you know, set uh, set at the beginning of the year and then reviewed at the end of the year and stuff like that. So we are changing our performance management culture itself. We are changing our rewards and recognition mechanism. We are digitizing that and, you know, we are bringing in uh, the concept of uh, recognizing in time, you know, rather than waiting for a uh, periodic or a quarterly rewards and recognition ceremonies, you know, as, as we used to have in the past and things like that. We are changing the way we are defining the career architecture, right? We are we are we are redesigning the way people see what progression is. And we are we are helping people to realize that you no know, up is not the only way. And you know, even 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 um, you know lateral movements uh, are considered uh, as as career progression and can be should be you know equally pursued uh, for this so we we are changing a lot of other things in as, as a culture building exercise and and we are most importantly we are enabling managers to be high performance coaches right so that they can coach their team members to be high performing teams so and all these fit in beautifully into this overall overarching umbrella of servant leadership so yeah, it's really an integrated effort that is going on right now. So I think um, all the stakeholders are really bought in. Okay, wonderful. I think that was a holistic approach from the leaders to the business and HR uh, knitting together. In fact, my next question was on that. How is that improving on the engagement, passion and commitment? I think you brought in the whole of the pattern uh, uh, what is getting executed at UST? Thanks for that, uh, Madhna, for sharing that information. So my next question to you, Madhna, is uh, on the global servant leadership. How is this scaling up at India as well as at global? Yeah, so the good thing is, um, you know, servant leadership is becoming a buzzword uh, even globally, thanks to, you know, thought leaders like uh, Ken Blanchard, who leads this whole exercise today. I mean, I consider him as one of the strongest um, advocates of servant leadership today. And because he is into this, there are a whole lot of others who are getting into it, like um, John Maxwell and Simon Sinek and other people. And so there is, there is a whole lot of um, uh, global thought leaders who are providing uh, momentum into this uh, into this leadership. You know, and then of course, our, we ourselves are a global company, right? So there are multiple global companies um, who are who are practicing it um, also. So I, I think I think it is. Uh, you know, this is this is again uh, because it is. Um, I mean, there are of course nuances connected with the culture with a particular culture, but it is certainly a style that is globally uh, adaptable and 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 globally practicable. Uh, that is what the research, uh, you know, repeatedly shows, and you know, and I'm sure it will emerge as a global phenomenon. Insightful. So, so Madhna, I see one of uh, the survey, Gartner survey, has uh, UST Global has scored, you know, way beyond the global benchmark of employee engagement. Was uh, servant leadership enabled this value and the culture to get that kind of a uh, high score for you? It's certainly one of the key elements. It's certainly one of the key elements. I mean, obviously, that is not the only element, like, like I said, okay. you know, but this is the overarching umbrella under which, you know, we are now bringing in the performance management changes and, you know, and then we have, of course, other things uh, like fun at work and, you know, and uh, helping employees to take up CSR activities and many other employee engagement activities. But yes, servant leadership plays a crucial role in enhancing the employee engagement uh, in the organization. Okay, sure, uh, Madhana. 
Madhuna, you have uh, done a PhD on this uh, subject and you are also teaching servant leadership. Where do you see this getting applied and, you know, breaking the myth and understanding the value or the power the servant leadership brings in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my, my, my vision is very simple. My vision is, uh, you know, servant leadership everywhere. As I said, uh, you know, at the beginning of our, our conversation, right, servant leadership at right. an individual level, servant leadership in, in my immediate relationships, servant leadership within the family, servant leadership within the communities where we live in, servant leadership within the spiritual circles that we are part of, servant leadership within organizations, right? So, you know, immaterial whether you are in, in a non-profit organization or a profit organization. So, and I think it has got that, uh, got that power to sort of percolate these barriers or these, um, you know, different cells that we put ourselves into, right? And, and, and again, as I said, this is one uh, leadership philosophy that can that can actually pervade uh, you know across all of can become pervasive across all the roles that we play in our life so that's really my dream and uh, you know that's what um, I, I hope one day we will be able to achieve okay wonderful uh, madana uh, i think uh, this question is directly to you and to the leaders who are playing the servant leadership evangelist kind of a role Actually, when we reach at the top, right, you, like the star, right, it shines the brightest, right? How do servant leaders deal with this kind of an attention? How do, I mean to say, how do we remain grounded and humble to bring that, you know, positive power of servant leadership? Yeah, yeah, lovely question. Um, and you're absolutely right, you know, when, you're, when you get to the top, um, you know, you are the boss, you are, you know, you have achieved, you have a sense of achievement. And, uh, you know, it is natural for you to look at what you have created and say that, hey, look, uh, look, at, look at this organization that I have created. Look at the number of people that I have mentored. Look at the number of, um, you know, uh, lives that I have changed. You know, all, all nice things. But still, when you say that, the focus becomes on I, right? What I have done, what I have achieved and things like that. And so and I think, I think that is where this constant heart transformation that I talked about, where we constantly look at ourselves and see what are the pride and fear and ego issues that we are likely to fall prey to as a leader and constantly working on them, replacing pride with humility, replacing fear with, um, you know, with, with confidence, replacing ego with, um, you know, with a positive uh, ego and, 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 and things like that, right? So I think, I think that is the key aspect of being constantly being aware. And that comes obviously by continuously taking feedback, not shutting out others from your, from your life as you grow up because leadership can be a lonely business by having what we call as accountability partners who would be willing to confront you and say that, hey, you are moving away from being a servant leader and you know you got to, you got to realize that and come back. So so yeah, it becomes all the more all the more important that you have what we call as truth tellers in your life as you go up and you know and then become become successful leaders especially. Yeah. So that's really how we can bring that about. Hmm. Interesting. I think uh, with uh, reference to Robert uh, Greenleaf uh, and uh, you did say on his definition on, you know, uh, the impact, how the individual making to others, like 
the students becoming wiser more engaging kind of a thing and the leader making the other person more greater in a larger vision making him more the master i would say how is this really practical like you know in today's context do we see the leaders grow especially the leaders want to grow in their status wealth wisdom and all other element how many leaders are really consciously and selflessly let the employees grow that uplifting more than themselves how is this happening right yeah so so what we what, I, 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 this is very key this is really very very key because this is another of the myths uh, that is around servant leaderships you know that that servant leader cannot grow himself or herself you know so this is where we actually help people to uh, understand between types the different types of lives that people lead right mm. and uh, you know let me take a couple of minutes to explain what i mean right so there there is there is this lowest form where you don't add any value to yourself nor add value to others which i call as the life of survival right you just survive and there is this there is this mm. second life where you add value to yourself a lot but don't add, don't add any value to others and that is really what i call as the i i call of the call the life of success right so where you continue adding value to yourself yeah but that doesn't necessarily translate into value for others and of course there is a third a third way of uh, uh, you know uh, life also where you actually self abase yourself so much you say that i am useless i am a worm i am nothing and you know and and and, and you others can climb over you and and then go and become become you know big bigger better which rise you know wiser healthier and all that stuff that also is a negative aspect of leadership right so the life of survival life of success and life of self abasement as i call it all three are negative because in the in the, even in the case of self abasement though you add value to others you are actually devaluing yourself so what i actually tell people is that as a servant leader you need to lead a life of significance where you continue to add value to yourself while adding value to others so you are not adding value to yeah. others by while devaluing yourself right you are adding value to others while adding value to yourself too so and you are adding value to yourself with the sole purpose of adding value to others so if we are able to you know uh, take people away from these two concepts i mean i don't think nowadays anyone goes into that life of survival uh, uh, this thing but uh, the life of success is a reality mm. and the life of self abasement is what could be a fear that is there in the servant leader's mind you know that that people may push me down and you know and then and climb over me and become better and things like that right so if you are able to value yourself and and add value to yourself and use that value to you know add value to others that is when truly it becomes a win win uh, situation so we, so our advice to leaders is very simple lead lead a life of significance not a life of success not a life of self abasement right yes so so thereby you know you will so so even if somebody becomes bigger better wiser richer healthier than yourself you 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 don't feel insecure about it right because you have created that and okay. you are still adding value to yourself and to others in a different way right 
And so that is where, you know, you don't feel belittled, you don't feel jealous, you don't feel threatened, you don't feel insecure about, about such things because, you know, you know that you have added value to yourself and you can continue to add that and you can lead a life of significance. So if you look at life itself as that, it makes a huge difference in the way you, uh, you know, you look at this whole concept of have you made others better, bigger, wiser, richer, healthier, wealthier than yourself? And the answer is generally yes, I can do that without feeling insignificant. Rightly said, uh, Madhna, I think this subject is so depth and has so much of insight and, uh, you know, inspiring. I think we will not be able to conclude in this one episode, I'm sure of that. So one last question, Madhna, before we jump into the rapid uh, round questions. Are there any examples of servant leaders in our world and any companies who have adapted servant leadership? And where can we find more information about it? Yeah, there are plenty of case studies available. And, um, you know, I think um, there are one, one book that I would strongly recommend is uh, the book called Servant Leadership in Action by Ken Blanchard and uh, Rene Broadwell. They have actually compiled uh, case studies of almost about 58 or different organizations and individuals. The uh, the catches, of course, they're all U.S.-based. We don't find any India-based. Uh, there's one Indian author in that, but other than that, it is primarily uh, you know U.S.-based stories and things like that. Because I think that is where the more more research is happening, and I am hoping that you know someday we will be able to bring about uh, true stories from India, also uh, similar similar to that uh, this thing. But that is a great book for us to lead. And, uh, and okay. you know, there are other books like, uh, you know, Stories from the Field by uh, Don Frake. Um, so you can, you can, you know, read more about them. And, you know, the, um, I mean, the, the examples that stand out in most of them are the case studies of organizations like Chick-fil-A, Southwest Airlines, Marriott, you know, Walmart, and uh, Starbucks and people like them, you know, so there are plenty of those case studies available which can read in that book. Sure, Madhna. Uh, that was insightful. So, Madhna, let's now move on to an interesting piece which my listeners are keen to know about the thought leaders who come as a guest on this uh, podcast. So, Madhna, it's time for powerful questions to unveil for my listeners to engage, enlighten and empower. And that's the mission of my podcast too. Are you ready? Sure. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, Madla, my first powerful question to you is, according to you, what is the star moment? Hmm. It would be when I have the answer to three questions. Who are you? Whose are you? And why are you here? So, if, when I find those three answers to these three questions, I think that is the star moment for me. Okay. And what inspires you to do everything that you do today? Um, I have to be honest here. It is Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. He is the one who inspires me to do everything. Okay. And if you own the company, what's one thing you would do differently in learning? Make it more fun and um, primarily integrate learning into the flow of work rather than keep it as a, as, as a separate activity. Okay, sure. And what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now? <laughs> 
I would say, you know, okay, uh, the, 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 the one thing that I would like to do is to leave a legacy of um, servant leadership. And But since you asked for three things, I'm going to say three things that might help me reach that goal, uh, right? So I want to write, write a sure. few books, you know, for addressing different audience. Of course, all of them are going to be on servant leadership and how it uh, matters in, in maybe, you know, learning development field and corporates or in churches and things like that. That's number one, write, write, write a few books and uh, create many more servant leadership champions. That is um, certainly another thing that will, that will, that will uh, help me leave a le legacy of servant leadership. And the third and the most important thing I would say, probably I should have started with that, I want to be a, a, you know, basically a, a servant leadership at home, uh, being a caring and loving husband and father. Okay, wonderful. Uh, Manna, Man, I think uh, the book would be an easy one, I would say. The reason being, I really love the blog, what you write on LinkedIn. I really enjoy reading them. <laughs> so, Manna, if I may ask you, what are your strengths? Ah, <laughs> okay. Uh, let me give it a shot. Right. I, I would say uh, my spiritual faith, I'm very strong and very spiritual. Um, that that really keeps me okay. going, um, you know, despite um, uh, anything that life throws at me. So I, I get the strength to face anything that uh, life throws at me. I am a lifelong learner. Um, you know, I think that learnability is my, I would put it as my second strength. And um, let's pick one for the third. I would say uh, concern for others. So I would say those are the three. Sure, Matna. Matna, what's the best book you have read this year? Uh, Sermon Leadership in Action. Okay. Okay, you have already recommended yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Matna. Okay. So what are the characteristics of the best boss or a role model or a coach you ever had? What made that person great for you? Well, um, many things, but yeah, I think the key is that, um, you know, they were not selfish. They were, in my word, other-centered, and they had a genuine okay. interest in my success. Um, they trusted me, and of course, they didn't breathe, breathe down my neck and, you know, I don't do micromanagement. So I think that should, you know, sort of summarize what 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 a what a role model boss or mentor I would have I, I have had and I've had I've been blessed with having many of them many of them yeah Inclu including sure. some of my current sure. leaders that I work with so I have to call that out yeah okay okay sure and uh, Madhana are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better you it is basically the same habits that um, you know i try teaching for servant leaders so when we actually teach servant leaders you know we teach some personal habits and some professional habits and the personal habits are you know the habit of solitude being able to you know take a pause and you know get out of that alarm driven you know life so so the, the, the habit of solitude the habit of seeking apology when you mess up right? Uh, the, the, the habit of being able to forgive others when others make mistakes or others hurt you. And uh, the, the habit of uh, healing yourself, uh, sort of, you know, when you mess up, because you will mess up, you know, yourself, you should be able to forgive yourself too, and, you know, and bounce back and, uh, you know, and, and uh, be uh, resilient in your life. 
So those are the things that I at least uh, you know try to uh, practice on a regular basis, uh, which makes hopefully a better me. Sure, Madana. In continuation, are there any resources? It could be a blog or a website. You would recommend to my listeners? Well, you could start with my LinkedIn page, <laughs> if I might do. a little bit of self promotion right so that will uh, le- lead you to some of the other uh, resources that i refer and um, you know i i i i like uh, the ken blanchard website uh, and i use uh, it quite uh, often and also i subscribe to the blanchard leader chat podcast uh, which you know gives um, um, good information about um, great books that keep coming up they keep interviewing you know authors about these great books and things like that so those are some of the things that i can i can straight away recommend off my off of the hat okay sure uh, madana madana we have come to an end of this interview and before that i have one more question left for you and before i ask you that question how can people get in touch with you to go it you know to get more insight or collaborate where they can uh, reach out to you uh, my LinkedIn is the best way. I I generally I'm I'm very active on LinkedIn and uh, connect with connect with me in LinkedIn at uh, uh, Dr. Madana Kumar. I'm not difficult to find in LinkedIn. Uh, Dr. Madana Kumar if you if okay. you punch in you should be able to find me. Uh, that is the is the is the easiest uh, way uh, to reach me. And of course I do have a Twitter handle uh, Kumar Madana. That's another way of uh, reaching me. Yeah so those those are the best ways of you know um reaching me sure madana on a closing note and that last question your advice for those who want to accelerate you know to be a part of servant leadership journey well <laughs> yeah i i, I think uh, my my request prayer and hope is uh, choose to be a servant leader join the servant leadership movement and choose wisely right and um, secondly don't confuse between a career growth and upward movement right so up is not the only way if you have to really accelerate your career and especially in if you're in a in a servant leadership or a servant leader uh, role right and lastly whatever we do make it about others and that will automatically make you you know a great uh, leader loved by others okay So guys all the links and resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available in the show notes page of my podcast Stars of Learning I will also list out all our conversation in my podcast description for your quick reference thank you so much madana for being on this show i really enjoyed it and the concept of knowing how servant leadership can be a differentiator and how to bring in the value you know for others in as you grow up the ladder really appreciate your time thank you so much thank you jodi i enjoyed it thank you thank you very much yeah so so friends i hope you enjoyed this conversation with dr madana kumar if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to dr madana then make sure you do share this podcast with your friends and post it on all the social media and do tag us and do let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower all my wonderful listeners thank you so much for your patience 
and tuning into this show bye for now take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging enlightening and empowering thank you